Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Tony B., welcoming you to another edition. It is, ladies and gentlemen, your Basilio show. We are live with you. Great day to you on a Tuesday. Proud to be here with you and yours. We have lots to get into. Very little time to get there. Um, the first thing I, I want to get into is the Dabo Swinney thing. I've got a theory about the Dabo Swinney phone call from last night that everybody's talking about all around college football. And by the way, special shout out today to JD, who I ran into JD. Thank you for your service. I ran into him. This morning, he listens to us on the radio here locally, WJBE, our Knoxville affiliate, and uh, it was great bumping into him this morning. I was out and about rather early today. The great Marco Scarza, who's a beautiful guy, is donating his television um, advertising now through Christmas for Fish Hospitality Pantries. We were down there today doing a commercial to Crack of Dawn. I ran into JD after that. So, shout out all involved. And Craig Jenkins, W. Lynn was there, Mike Carver was there. And um, shout out to a couple of our extras that didn't show up who will remain nameless. I don't want to flame anybody on here for that. I've got a theory, uh, Matt Dixon and Brian, good, mor- good day to both of you. Hope both of you are well. I've got a theory here, guys. I want to run by both of you. I think that was staged last night by Dabo Swinney, the kid calling in. Hmm. I think that was staged. Because Dabo has turned himself into a sympathetic figure through this because the kid went really hard on him. Dixie, are you open to that possibility that that could have been staged on the guy's show? Uh, I hadn't thought about it that way. Um, I did think that they let the guy ramble a little longer than he, they should have, uh-huh. which was which was interesting. Uh huh. Um, like let's let in, this kid get the kind of military tie from the guy. Military tie scripture. Would, scripture. Yeah, kind of. A kind of a script deal. I, 
That that's really a good question for Brian because he's the one who who said that that Frankie Jr. was had the fake injury by kicking the Gatorade cooler a few weeks ago. So Br- Brian's probably the better person to ask that about. He can kind of sniff that stuff out well, better than I can. Here's the exchange. I, 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 this is what everybody in college football is talking about right now. Let's see if we can hear this. You can you can have all your opinions that you want. All right. I don't know how old you are. Don't really care. No, that's that's the thing. What is it about these Alabama guys that every every sentence that they mention uh, begins with I, 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 I? I mean, what what is that? Why why does it work that way? Let's see if this has a kid's call on it. Twenty. Um, it sounded a whole lot like Tommy Bowden. And I'll tell you one thing, Tommy Bowden didn't make the same amount of money as you do. You make $11.5 million a year. Um, that's second in college football, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm curious uh, why that salary has led to a 4-4. Four and four. And I know we're going to talk about, you know, just being a couple plays away from undefeated and all that. Um, and I know you're a man of religion. I'm, I'm a big fan Coach, um, before you you categorize me as a you know being in the one point five percent, I was going to Clemson games, and my entire family, going back generations, has been going to Clemson games before. You know, when you are in commercial real estate, so I don't, I'm, I'm not going to accept being in that one point five percent. And I I respect the fact that you're a man of faith. Um, I'm curious. Uh, if you've ever read Proverbs sixteen eighteen, which talks about pride coming before the fall, um, I used to—I I was in the military and I—I uh, I, uh, was overseas for the big run, um, and so I, I couldn't couldn't watch all the games. I tried my best, and but I always watched your press conferences uh, just for life advice, and I appreciated all that. Something changed after twenty eighteen. Um, you're you're humble, you're hungry, and everything. And I, I always told people, man, Dad, but just listen to his press conferences. But after that 2018 national t- title, something changed, and there seems to be a lot of arrogance that came in. Um, there was a lot of friends and family. I mean, three of the ten on-field football coaches are external, experienced hires. Everyone else was an internal hire that had no experience before or was a former player. There's no way um, that goes on a coach's show. No I'm way. I'm curious, why are we paying you $11.5 million no way. to go 4-4? Four and four? And it's not just this year. No way. It's been, it's been you know, just the refusal to accept. All right, all right. What's this guy's name? Tyler. Hey, Tyler, I've, I've listened this to Tyler. enough of you, Tyler. Listen, uh, you can... You can have all your opinions that you want. So this is Dabo right? Swinney's radio show last want. night. You imagine really if all calls was like us. Right? I tune that thing in uh, every week. We won week. 11 games last year. And you're part of the problem, to be honest with you, because that is part of the problem. It's people like you that, you, that all you do is ex- the appreciation, the expectation is greater than the appreciation. Mm. And that's the problem. And, that, that, and so, you know, we've won. That cult member play-by-play guy that we had on here last year, I don't remember his name, don't care, 
he goes the expectation the appreciation's better than the uh, is greater than the expect the, the expectations he goes mm-hmm mm-hmm tell him Dabo. this is a total setup i believe there's no way on a call-in show they let that that kid go that guy go for two and a half minutes two and a half minutes i don't believe it but let's listen to the end of this because Dabo. Dabo tries to set is trying to set himself up and he does a really nice job hammering this guy who I believe is a scripted call. Twelve ten plus win year, seasons in a row. That's happened three times in 150 years. So if you want to know why, Clemson ain't sniff a national championship for thirty five years. We've won two in seven years. And there's only two other teams that can say that. Georgia and Alabama. Okay? Is this a bad year? Is this a, yeah, and it's my responsibility. Take 100% responsibility for it. But all this bull crap you're thinking, all these narratives you read, listen, man, you can have your opinion all you want, and you can apply for the job, and good luck to you, all right? But to answer your question, all right, we're second in draft picks. We've graduated 98% of our guys. We're second in wins, all right? We, we, if you you'd want to know why, again, I'm telling you, we're not perfect. There's a lot of teams that, you know, Frank, Tony, why are you talking about this on your show? Well, let me help you out. It's very important to the future of Tennessee football that Clemson slide. Matt Dixon, is that, before we get back to Dabo pleading his case here in this scripted phone call that has everybody in college football talking about it, Matt, is that a, is that a, a poor statement on my part, or is it accurate to say that Clemson kind of slid in there when Tennessee slid out of there? And I don't say take took our spot because he has it cooking a lot more than we did. Let's put it that way. I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna be silly here, but it did not help that they got supernova hot, and it was a, a pretty much. A pretty good deal of it was at our expense, Matt. Yes or no? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, kind of, I think there's a great correlation between Tennessee's kind of decade in the wilderness and, and Clemson's kind of rise from, you know, really good ACC program to, you know, in one of the elite programs in the country with a lot of the players that they got that, you know, back in the mid-90s and, would have come to Tennessee. So I, I think there's a lot of correlation there, and, and we do need them to take a few steps back. Now, they're, they're obviously taking a big step back this year. Um, I mean, they, they might – they six and six in a bowl game is probably a good year for them from here on out. So we, we need them to continue to, to kind of linger and not be a, a national threat um, to win a national title going, going forward. Hopefully, stuff like this keep, doesn't doesn't get rid of coaches' calling shows because so, somehow those things are still still exist, and you have stuff like this. Well, we don't it's, have it's, one; it's real or not. Well, I've uh, always thought we, our fan base the, deserves the, one. The Wartburg guy that that went after Pruitt on yes. on the hours when uh, when coaches' acts wear thin on people, it te- it seems like those in charge of those kind of shows let someone get on and rant well see that's interesting right they wouldn't normally I, let him i do. can understand the hedge of protection getting taken off pruitt that's why i think this thing's a setup clemson has a yeah, cult around what them. they did with pruitt 
Clemson has a cult around them. And for that producer not to cut this guy off, and they let him go for two minutes and 45 seconds, let's go back and listen to the rest of this. He's already told the guy to apply for his How job. long was the... How long was the coach's show? 30 minutes? I have no idea. Coach has never had a bad Listen. year. Nobody's, coach K has never had a bad year. Coach K year. catches trays. People have a bad year. But the part of the problem is the appreciation. I used to tell people all the time, they'd say, what's the difference in Clemson? I'm going to tell you, at, Cle- at some places there's an Clemson. expectation, but at Clemson there's an appreciation. Oh, boy. And what's happened at Clemson is is – We've won so much that even when we – it used to be the funds and the winning. Now even when you win, people like you complain and criticize the coaches and question everything. People like you. Telling you what, he's getting a lot of sympathy for this. People are saying he's right. You go back – you go read their Twitter threads. And you look at those Clemson yeah. fans, and they're saying Dabo is right. I'm telling you, this thing many, is set up. Many media people are standing up for Dabo. And a bunch of media people are standing it. up for him that he deserves more, better, deserves better. It's a great move on his part. Great move. Guarantee you those lemmings on the um, game day show, including the head lemming, not to be confused with Tom Lemming, but the head lemming. Desmond Howard, who covered for the sins of Michigan over the weekend and shed shame on the world. You people talk. And then, then a report comes out yesterday that ball boys are involved in the signaling, Matt, which I love. Involving ball boys in your signaling is incredible. I'm for that, not against it. College football is the best sport on the planet, and I believe this thing is fixed. And let's continue. Dabo's not done. Dabo's not right, done. I hired Tony Elliott to be the offensive coordinator. Who Smelly. Called a play in his life. Tony Smelly. I'm sure you were critical then. All right, and he took us to two national championships. People like you who just destro- love to, to destroy people with your comments. Wow. All right, I'm sure you've never made any bad decisions. I'm sure you've lived a perfect life. I'm sure you've never, I'm sure you've led a bunch of people. I'm sure you do your job in front. So to answer your question, I started as the lowest paid coach in this freaking business. All right? And I'm where I am because I've worked my ass off every single day. And I ain't going to let some smart-ass kid get on this phone and create this stuff. So if you got a problem with that, I don't care. All right? I work for, for the board of trustees, the president, and the A.D., and if they're tired of me leading this program, all they got to do is let me know. I'll go somewhere else where there is an appreciation. All right? It's not just winning. It's how you win. And we are in a – this is a tough year. But we've had 12, 12, 10-plus win seasons in a row. 12. We lost to Tennessee last year. They won 11 games for the first time in like 20 years. Way too prepared. We've had 11 win seasons in He's in way whatever, too prepared here. 11 years or whatever. We've won two national championships. Clemson went 35 Way years. too prepared. I'm right, telling you, I'm in the business. you were born your whole freaking life. Way too prepared. And we won two in seven years. I don't believe it. And we earned it. I don't and believe we it. the best of the best to do it. I don't believe it. The best of the best. This is a guy. 12, 10 plus win scenes. So if you want to know why, that's why. Way too prepared. Am I perfect? Nope. I'm far from it. I am a, And I am a man of faith. Absolutely. All right. 
way too prepared. I have a little bit of faith that that was not I, that was a little bit real, a little bit wrestling. Matt and Brian, listen back to that. Matt, Brian, you produce oh, radio. He, he, cer- he certainly didn't turn the other cheek. Okay. I, and he comes <laughs> out of that, like Brian said. It, it it had its expressed. It had, and it served its express purpose, which is to make him look sympathetic in the end. It's a brilliant thing that they did. It's whoever came up with it is brilliant. It is brilliant, and it's really well done. You guys think I'm crazy? What do you think, Matt? <laughs> funny, a funny thing just I, happened. That it's. I, I I think you're you're onto it there, Tony, because they've got they've got a really big home. It's a home game against mm-hmm. Notre Dame this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, they're underdogs, uh, but not. I mean, you know, they could easily win that game. But no, I I think I think it's an it's a nice nice rallying cry. Mm-hmm. Somebody just. Uh, Davo just wished a bunch of members of the press a happy Halloween, mm-hmm. and he asked them who they were dressing up as, and one somebody replied, "Tyler from Spartanburg." There you go. Tyler from Spartanburg is a composite, what I would call a composite caller, being in this business for all these years. And I'm asking, was the Davo call real? And I don't think it was. As somebody that does this, somebody that's been involved down through the years in a little bit of wrestling, which we get accused of that all the time, and there has been a little wrestling down through the every once in a while, but not like people think. Because quite frankly, I don't have the time or the energy. Today, W. Lynn said, so who are the guests on the show today? And I said, W. Lynn, I have no idea. And by the way, I meant it. I had no idea. Speaking of which, your great Mark Griffin's going to join us at noon today. Uh, breaking down, because the Vols are back in action. Another uh, scrimmage tonight. This one with Lenore Ryan. We're, we're keeping all politics local. But uh, Griff will be on here in like an hour or so. I don't think that was real. And Matt, after thinking about it and hearing it back, Matt's kind of, uh, you're not with me on that, Matt, but you're semi-with me, aren't you? Oh, yeah. It, I, it was just a really odd call that they let him continue to ramble, but the guy really didn't have, the caller really didn't have a lot of emotion behind what he was saying. And then, you know, Davo's kind of response Right. He sort of got a little heated there towards the end, but even right. he wasn't like emotionally responding to the caller. That's right. Like he expected um, it. Like they both yeah, expected it. And and here's the thing about here's the thing about this deal, okay? If the guy really means what he's saying about Swinney, he's angry and he's ripping him and it's visceral. I don't think and it's from the gut. Like and I idea. think the whole thing was totally for that reason completely scripted. And Swinney's over there going, and, and, and of course, that guy that's a play-by-play guy is a total dupe. He's a dupe. And a lot of these guys that do this thing nationally believe in these coaches. They just believe in it. Even though they get lied to all the time, it's like a trauma bond thing. They just believe in them. 
So what I just heard was real, and I don't think it was real. So buyer beware also, when it comes to this stuff. I, Go ahead, Bri. I don't. I don't think that was a kid. He called him a kid. Right. His rebuttal. I don't think that was sounded like a kid to me. That no. sounded like somebody who that that was somebody who's at least forty years old. But that's a part of the whole game of making. And he sound made like, a point. He made yeah. a point of saying he'd been going to games forever. So that's not an immature kid. No, and it's a guy that served the country too. Allegedly. He said he was going to games since Dabo was selling commercial real estate, which, which is, is a low key a really good line. cheap shot at him. But That's here's a great the thing: line. if you're going to script that, if you're going to script the call, you got to script it so that it's very personal. That was a that was a great line. The fact Best line that, of the call. that they let a guy that got that personal with him go for two and a half minutes either means they have my screening process, which is to say none. They're the the guy, to those of you that have ever heard of people that worked in FM music back in the day, the board op who was on the end of that must have gone out for like a smoke break or something, which doesn't happen because somewhere along the way, somebody's given that guy the cut sign. Somewhere. They wanted that to happen. That's my belief. Matt said it. You got Notre Dame this weekend. It's kind of their last stand. Their last opportunity. And Clemson's staring at not going to a bowl game right now. So there you have it. And yeah, I, they have I, to I, win. Yeah. They got to play North Carolina, South Carolina, Notre Dame, and one other tough game in there. I, I can't remember who that's against, but, I mean, I, they got to win two of those at least. All right, Dixon. And all those spreads are going to be close. All right, Dixon, let's go back. You, you've you uh, done a rewatch on the Tennessee game, obviously, for Dixon's distillation tomorrow, which appears over at tclub.team. And upon further review, what happened on Garza Law fifth quarter fan reaction that you would like to take back? Anything? Uh, we... At least I was, was probably a little too harsh on Tim Banks for, for the, the secondary stuff. Uh, they were playing re- the really soft coverage. They, they kind of, I don't want to say totally sold out to stop the run, but their, their number one goal was to, to shut down to Ray Davis and, and Kentucky's running game. And they did that extremely well. And then, you know, Kentucky, you know, just made, you know, made some plays in the past game that really they hadn't all season. They had guys actually catch passes and, you know, literally threw them on, you know, on target for the most part. Um, but Tennessee tackled well on the back end and a lot of Kentucky stows were over there towards the sidelines to where they couldn't get, you know, yards after the catch. Um, so while, while it looked bad live and it still wasn't a good performance at all. I mean, you're not even close to guys on in zone coverage, uh, and not as bad a defensive effort upon rewatch as as it as it as it looked at least in the stadium because you did shut down the run, and ultimately that's that's really what won you the game. Basically, they they took the running game away, is what you're saying, and I mean. In real time Saturday night, I was saying people are going to make plays on you in college football. Fans get mad when anybody completes a pass on you. As long as I don't let you score, Matt, that's the game. I mean, it keep, if I keep you in front of me, it's frustrating to watch. 
But at the end of the day, what they came up with was pretty effective. Now, I think the one thing you can point at Banks at, and, and you guys tell me if I'm wrong, but I would like to see some young people playing our secondary. I keep hearing about these guys in the offseason that are good and young players. That can play. I mean, these guys, these guys in front of them aren't going to be here next year. At some point, you've got a, well, you got like a third of the, uh, what do you have, a quarter of the season left. You've got to start playing some people, don't you? The Haddon injury is going to have to, somebody's going to have to play more. A, a veteran. That's what they've done. Yeah, it was veterans, and then the two backup veterans are, are Burrell and Turnage, two guys who it's are inc- like juniors or seniors. It's incredible. <laughs> like, nobody's going to be here next year. Like, what are we doing? I mean, you got to get your kids ready to play. Oh, there's going to be chances next week, this week, and Vandy. Chances. Chances. Was that kid's name Timmy from Spartanburg? Is that what you guys told me? What was, uh, what was the caller's name? Tyler from Spartanburg. Tyler. Yeah, I don't think Tyler was real. I think Tyler was a little plant. Let's go back to the phones. Eight six, and it's what everybody in college football is talking about. So we led today's program with it, but I led it with a little twist. I don't believe it. I just don't. I don't trust those people. I'm sorry. Here's why: they were paying everybody in recruiting. This guy acts like he's some kind of pure lily white guy. If you think they built that roster based off his magnan- magnanimous nature, you're crazy. You're crazy. The money, and that's what they hate about this new system. They hate the, this guy hates the NIL because they moved his cheese. And you know what that caller didn't bring up, Matt, which leads me to believe the thing was fixed? Was the whole transfer portal issue. Which that's something Dabo's really that's sensitive the, about. Yeah, that's the real issue that he's facing, and that's you what's see, missing. He refuses to to use the portal, and that that is that's another really good point for your your side of that, because that really at the heart of all the issues, like that's the issue is that all that other stuff he was talking about, you know, you know, fans' expectations and winning and all that window dressing. That's just that's just all fluff. But the the they, they didn't get to any of the actual issues. You know, the, the lack of playmakers, the lack of development of the O-Lock, the, 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 just the refusal to use the portal. Like, those are the real issues, and Davo doesn't seem like he's going to change on that. No. And, and to our neighbors to the north, the living Kentucky fan, watching, listening, engaging with the program, I feel your pain. Because y'all made Joe Milton look instinctive and comfortable on a college football field. Do you think any of that carries over to Missouri? Joe Milton? From Milton. Yeah. Uh, Their defense isn't any good. He's going to be able to make plays against them, sure. That's going to be a shootout. Because the way our pass defense looked, unless we decide to blitz them, it's going to be a lot of fun. That game's going to be wild. Now, I was thinking going up there in cold, frigid night is probably not the greatest thing in the world, but Saka Dave 
texted me when he read what I, what we had on the blog today, and he thinks it it will be a good thing. He said it'll keep the crowd down, keep them good and cold. He said a night game would not be the worst thing in the world versus playing at three thirty in the afternoon or two thirty their time, where they're super charged up, super fired up. Does uh, does the panel have a thought on that? And then we'll go to the phones. I I think we want to play either at noon or at either a nooner, like two years ago, or a yeah. night game. And I think every game there has been a either. I think it's been a night game except the nooner two years ago. Yeah, you're never playing a CBS and, game against them. Although, you know what? If they upset Georgia, if, if, if. Which is why that game's under consideration for CBS. I don't think they're built to beat a team like Georgia. No. Although, at all. although if they come out and put some points on the board rather quickly, can Georgia play in a game like that? I mean, Georgia's, oh. Georgia's quarterback has gotten better as the year has gone along. No doubt about that. They're growing that guy. All right, let's do this. Top five quarterbacks in the SEC right now. I'll start with, uh, I'll throw out the first pitch, the guy at LSU, who I was benching after a week and a half. Matt, who's two? Uh, it be hard to argue against Carson Beck right now. All right, Brian, who's three? I'll go with I'll go with Missouri's quarterback Brady Cook. Who's four, Matt? Uh, I'll. Maybe the guy at Ole Miss, because his team's actually yeah. winning, un- unlike Rattler at South Carolina. Granted, you know, Jackson Dart has a lot more to work with, but his teams are putting up a lot of points. Who's five? Brian? I'll say uh, Milrow. All right. We got to put Rattler up there at six, even though he has nothing around him. Plus, I'll tell you this. I think Larry Kidd, if he plays like that going forward, he has to. He'll be a back. No, he's at least no. to be in the top five. Brian, that no. was that was one game Brian, against we, a terrible secondary. We let him throw the ball around, Brian. Come on. Um, who's seven, Matt? So we've got LSU. The guy in Arkansas is really good. Dave, Cook, he has nothing. Dark, he has less around no him row, than Rattler. Mr. Rattler does. K.J. Jefferson is like a one-man team. coordinator was fired. I couldn't imagine how bad that Arkansas team would be without him. I would I mean, love they're, yeah. they're brutal to watch already, and he's a they're really cha- decent quarterback. He'd be fun in our That's offense. That's Chad Morris level, Arkansas. Yeah, who'd be – you're right, Bri. Um, who's eight? Because I'm going to tell you who's underrated in this is the guy at Florida for the year he's had. That was my next for him to be eight. Yeah, all those, all those two and three yard checkdown passes are just lighting up the world. Him and our guy, I mean, check down Charlie's, and there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. And you're 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 moving your football team. Who's nine? Mm. Is our guy nine? Maybe Mississippi State's guy, Will Rogers. Yeah. Which is a shame. What they did to him was a shame. 
What do you think, Matt? You guys are underrated, uh, Joe Milton. You got, would you would you take Max Johnson at A and M above Milton or No. No way. No. The guy's too dangerous. I mean, whoever Vandy throws out at the bottom and then the guy at Auburn, even I think he had a nice day the other day, but I mean How they, about they my went boy like, they hey. went like four games without throwing for a hundred yards. Hey Colombo, this guy's already winning down there. I know you've got Hugh Freeze on his way out of town. They're going to make a bowl game with about a three-win team, Columbo. Oh, come on, Tony. Come on, you clown. Well, you, you and your you and your grievances, Columbo. Come on, come on. Let's go to the phones. TLD Logistics Hotline. Let's open it up and get our first call in on a beautiful, incredible Tuesday. Hello, Tony B. What's going on? It's Rod in Clarksville. Hey, Rod. Welcome in. What's going on, buddy? You doing all right? Buddy, I'm fired up, focused, and prepared today. How's everything in Clarksville today? Uh, everything's good in Clarksville, Tony. Everything's good. I talked you know, to my man, CJ, day. who all those years ago was uh, up at Fort Campbell, Kentucky, right across the border from you, brother. All those folks serving our nation. I love them, man, including the great Jimi Hendrix back in the day. Um, I'm sorry, friend, just talking to you for 61. I'm sorry. I'm on a, a phone call right now. Oh. I'm oh no! You gotta, you gotta hang right there. You got, you gotta order something. No, no, no! I'm good, Tony. I'm good. What I was gonna say was, uh, I kind of like what y'all was talking about about you know what happened with Dabo. Yeah, you, know, you believe it? You, you believe it, Rob? What do you think? Of course not, Tony. We all know that's fixed. It's rigged. It's rigged. But but what's funny is we would be talking about this situation with Josh Heupel if he had a loss Saturday. <laughs> There would have been fans calling in, you know, things like this if, of that nature that happened with Clemson with yep. our team if we'd have lost that game Saturday. Hey Matt, he is right. What what's Dabo's little saying there? The level of appreciation. What is it? Somebody give it to me. The level of appreciation. The level of appreciation is greater than the expectation. There you go. The expectation is greater than the level of appreciation. You're right. Rock, because a lot of people this year thought the Vols were going to go in our fan base, ten and two or eleven and one, and I'm here to tell you that team's not going to go ten and two. But more power to you, keep dreaming. I'm for it. Yes, sir. I got one more thing about the basketball, Tony. Oh man, I got I got over under. You ready? Hit it. Over under. How many times will TT, uh, UT uh, cut down the nets this season at one point five? All right, I love that. 1.5. Matt, are you going over or under the preseason tournament, the SEC tournament, and dare I say the big boy tournament at the end of the year? Matt Dixon, one and a half is Rod's number. Are you playing the over or the under, Dixon? I'll, I'll play the under, but they'll definitely cut at least one net down. They are really good. That's a sneaky good basketball team. And when they get everybody back healthy, and I hope they don't rush ZZ back either. When they get everybody back, I'll tell you one thing, Rod. That North Carolina bunch, y'all are on alert. Y'all are going to get you a a double-barrel shot of this in your building. Get you some of that, big boy. We need to look up what their worst home loss is all time. Yeah, I think my Temple boys put it on. might be in jeopardy. (laughs) I think my Temple Boys in 88, I was in uh, Hess hey, Hall uh, watching it. 
how bad how bad they gonna beat Syracuse? Oh, I'm That's telling you, these guys got some calling cards. They're gonna lay out in the non-league. No, no, I've Syracuse go back to that two-three zone after we like, <laughs> on them. And... Rod, are you fired hey, up, yeah. focused, and prepared for basketball season? Of course I am, Tony. I cannot wait. It's gonna be unbelievable. It's just I'm so they for Rick are loaded. I'm so glad for Rick Barnes. Thank I've you, brother. Like he needs it. Yeah. This guy deserves to go to a Final Four here. Thank you. He needs to take our school to its first ever Final Four. And Matt Dixon needs to absolutely sign the pledge. He needs to sign the pledge. 865-200-5402. Great call from Rod in Clarksville to start things off on this Tuesday as we're off and running. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call mepainfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hello everyone, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Get ready because the countdown has begun. It's the week you've been waiting for. Mark your calendars for our annual estate and antique event happening November 3rd and 4th. You won't want to miss it, so why not bring a friend? Take a stroll through history and who knows, you might find the perfect piece to take home. Join us, Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia for an unforgettable two-day event, November 3rd and 4th. Tillis Jewelry, where timeless beauty becomes reality. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Hey gang, Carl Wayne Meekins here. I want you guys to come out and see us live on Veterans Day, 11 11 23, 7 p.m. Guitar and Cadillac Hall that sits right on top of Puckett's in Columbia, Tennessee. Got a huge lineup for you. We've got Troy Kemp, Katrina Burgoyne, myself and my band, and then the legend Jimmy Wayne's gonna come in for a few songs. Gonna be a big night in Columbia, and Columbia ain't gonna be the same. Okay, so get your tickets at eventbrite.com and Guitar and Cadillacs, Carl Wayne Meekins. We'll see you there. Well, this is time I always talk to Miles Johnson at Foodland. He is on vacation until next week, so I'm going to give you a little update of what they've got at Foodland this week. And this ad is a one-week ad, started Wednesday, October 25th, runs through Tuesday, October 31st. They got New York strip steak, $5.99 a pound, boneless pork chops, $3.49 a pound, seedless grapes, white or red, for $1.99 a pound, Campbell's chunky soup, two for $4. Along with that, they have Mayfield Select ice cream, two for eight. They also have Sundrop, 7-Up, RC Cola or A&W, three for ten and Frito-Lay's Variety Packs the 18 counts, $8.99 and again that is Foodland this week go check them out, uh, they are a fantastic place, located right there in West 7th Street, they're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. so make sure you go check out the great deals they have and uh, we'll talk to Miles next week when he gets back from vacation Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. TB, back with you, 865-200-5402. We welcome you back on the one, the only. Pretty good way to consume the program, if you get the opportunity, is uh, through the magic of X spaces. You find me over there at Tony Basilio. You turn your notifications on. And when we go live, you get kind of a look-see into our back line uh, here, which is essentially uh, we talk during the breaks and kind of get caught up. And since I was out and about and doing other things today, we didn't have a chance to catch up today and uh, get on the same page for the show. We were just talking amongst ourselves. I I do think it's a... 
great thing what Tennessee's doing this weekend with their um, nod to Pat Summit for this game. Back to the phones we go. And, of course, we've got our Amachi game. Brooke is overwhelmed with the generosity and what we've seen so far. And I want to thank so many people. Let's go back to the phones. Really looking forward to Saturday. In fact, tomorrow I'll put on the blog in the next several days our uh, location for the uh, tailgate, where it's going to be. I meant to have that up there today. But let's go back to the phones. Tennessee in action tonight with Lenore Ryan, which is great. Hello and welcome into our next call. Season starts in like six days. That's fun. And we'll get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Hello, you're live on the air. Okay, let's try this again. Hello, you're live on your Basilio show. Good morning, Tony. How Hello. You doing? Hello. How you doing, Tony? Great. Blessed to be here. Hope you are as well. Uh, Tony, there's only one way I would describe Will Levis's performance. On the immortal words of Lawrence Welk, wonderful, wonderful. No doubt about it. Uh, he was pretty incredible over the weekend. And you have to take some real hope going forward when you see a young quarterback play that way in his debut. Exactly. And uh, if he can play that same kind of game against the Steeler, against lame weirdo Steelers this coming Thursday like he did, you know, last Sunday. Yep. Or day before yesterday. Where, where is that game, Bill? Is that Nashville or Pittsburgh? Uh, it's, it's it's in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, because they yeah. have a homestand right now. That's right. They're they're they were circling their next three games as a way to make hay, and they let one get away over the weekend. The Steelers had a really bad loss over the weekend. Bryce Jags have won what? Bry five in a row now. You guys are running away with the division, Bry. Five, five straight, and they won all straight. three games away from home. Give uh, give Bill a sneak preview of Lamweirdo's Steelers, Bry. What do you, what do you think the Steelers do well, Bry, as a football team? I think they have a. I think their defense is much much better than their offense. I um, other than Pickens, there's nobody on their offense that really scares me much. And their running game wasn't great. Now, they played on a wet field. Yeah. So. If that's game, if that's on a drive track, I think our game would have been higher scoring. But I think the Jags would have won by more if they had played on a regular without rain. And in the quick turnaround, but, who knows? I mean, maybe maybe Levis rides the high and they defeat the Steelers again because I don't think the Steelers have a very good record uh, with the Titans down through the years. They're not. Uh, they're really not. As good as their four and two record suggested they were when I saw them, they they probably were the worst four and two team I've ever seen. So, with Levis up there, if he plays like he did Sunday, they got a real they got a real shot. Yep. Okay, now on another note, you know the trade deadline is four o'clock this afternoon. 
it'll be interesting to see what Rand Carthon does, but I believe, Tony, and this is just me, that Derrick Henry is going to remain a Tennessee Titan unless mm. if some other team like, say, maybe the Cowboys or some other team maybe like the Bengals or mm. maybe even the Ravens mm. make really make him an offer that they can't refuse, he's going to remain a Titan. Yeah, I don't think um, they're they're telling him they're not going to trade him. So, I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, is the trade deadline passed? I thought no, the trade deadline today. was passed. No, it's today. When did the Titans get down there, Bill? Ninety-seven. Uh, when did they come to the state? I believe it was probably 97. Then they, they were the Tennessee Oilers at the time. 97? They played in Memphis in 97, and then they moved yeah. to Nashville the next year, and they played at Vanderbilt for right, a year since in the Stadium since they, in 99, and they since, became the Titans. All right, since they've been in Nashville, they have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 7 wins, Two losses, eight wins, nine wins, ten wins, eleven wins, twelve wins, thirteen wins. They have thirteen wins against the Steel since they got down there, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven losses, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Wow, the Steelers run a four-game heater against you guys right now. Steelers have beaten you four in a row. Yeah, but that I hopefully, hopefully. Uh Day after tomorrow, that'll that'll end, and I believe it will. Interesting. So you're predicting that Will Levis is going to go on the road in Pittsburgh and win on Thursday night football? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, you're the man, Billy. If he, if he could put on that same wonderful, wonderful performance that he did against uh, that he did against you know uh, Atlanta, yep. their chances are pretty good. If not, they're not so good. You know simple as that what's um kenny pickett has been rolled out for of that game for a rib injury billy yeah pickett is could be out trubisky would be the who who starts but um i i wasn't that was just a tough game to watch from there off their offense was brutal i think pickett led them to like four straight three and outs to open the game which is just that's got to be rough by the way um Let me ask you something. I just, nah, I just lost my train of thought because I'm over here texting with Amachi Brook. I'm taking care of that. So I've got like five things going at one time. Oh, by the way, Brian, who is the guy that took jo- uh, Dobbs's place? I've never heard of that dude. Who His was name that? Is, uh, he, play- he, played at, he played at Houston, I think, when they were really good a couple years ago. Clayton Toon. Clayton Toon. Matt, you remember Clayton him at Houston? Toon. That got by me, and I'm a degenerate. Uh, yeah, I I remember the name. I'm surprised he's in the NFL. I know, and Dobbs or Dobbs lost his job, man. That stinks. On a team built to lose, I, you know. Dobbs was going to play. That that's just the way Dobbs is going to play. 
I, I think it was yeah. just they're going to give somebody else a look. I don't think it's because Dobbs stunk or anything. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think it's, you know, I don't think Dobbs was. He hasn't exactly. Dobbs lit. did what you expected to do. Yeah, he hasn't exactly lit it up. Uh, Bill, anything yeah. else for us here on the way out? Still shameful okay, you that, cheered against him in a playoff game. No, that covers it, buddy. Thank you, Billy. Good talking to you, man. What's Lawrence Welk say? Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. Have a good day, Bill. We had a kept him on track today. It was a little good discipline by me. Hello and welcome into our next call on a Tuesday. Hi, you're on the show. Yeah, it's you. Go right ahead, please. Is it me? It is you. Okay, now you sound like you're on like an earpiece or something. Are you like on an earpiece? No. Okay. I need to. Ah, there you go, Peggy. It was great seeing you the other day, and were your ears burning today around ten o'clock in the Eastern Time Zone? Ten o'clock. Ten o'clock. Because the great Chris Burke was giving you much love. He is a big fan of yours. Chris. Chris, who? <laughs> you like her, Matt? <laughs> don't like, don't Matt, do you like her? Damn. Do you Damn. like her? Not gun on the that hurts, Berkey. Well, hey, 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 Chris, let me say this to Chris Burke. Hey, Berkey. The oh, fandom. Yes, Burke, yeah, Berkey. Hey, Berkey, the fandom, the fandom only goes one way, Berkey, in your relationship. You're a fan of hers, and she's trying to figure out who you are. I couldn't hear you, Tony. Well, that's makes two of us. Do you know uh, you know Lisa Douglas? Lisa Douglas. Um, Does that name ring a bell? You know uh, Douglas's wife, Mr. Douglas's wife, at, at moved from New York to to Hooterville. Mr. Douglas from Hooterville. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Green Acres. Oh I yes, of course. Yes. That's a place for okay. me. You, and remember Lisa, how she wore all in negligence. Oh yeah. That was Brian's favorite show. Was that Ava Gabor? Jaja. No, that wasn't Jaja Gabor. Huh? Jaja Gabor used to do Hoochie Coochie Coo, right? No, that was uh, uh, Charo. Charo used to do Hoochie Coochie Coo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got sidetracked. I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just telling you. We have a new tight My, spell. When I, uh, when I when I met Tanya, right? And I was uh, running around the bar <laughs> about three or four months pregnant, and I wore big necklaces <laughs> like that. My mom used to call me Lisa Douglas. Um, my phone was on the back porch. TMI. I mean, it was a little exaggeration. You know what? I T- didn't really have to climb a telephone pole. But yesterday, my call got dropped. I was going to tell you that's because I had to climb the telephone pole. No. I dropped the phone. 
What did you think of coming down to Calhoun's on Friday and that great crowd we had down there for an away game? Wasn't that just a wonderful time? Oh, that was a blast. I said, yeah, I told Tanya, we definitely, now we've got to do that some more because we, you know, that's for the everyday ball fan. If you can't afford, listen, if you can't afford to go to a game, I'm just telling you, I've been a fan for a long time. That was the most fun. I had a blast. And she did, too. I'm telling you, your daughter is a, is a live wire now. I bet she walked out of there with some phone numbers. Hey, that's the Bridget Bardot of the Smoky Mountains, honey. I'll tell you this right now. You know what Farmer Charlie told me? He said, slide her my digits. I said, Farmer Charlie, you were out there. You could have slid her your own freaking digits. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they used to do back in our time. That's right. That far, you know, we didn't have all this technology. No. You you better ask her or give her some numbers. And now they get all up in your, you know what they get all up in now? Your DMs and whatnot. Oh, my goodness. I know. It's my slides in your DMs. You're in trouble. They couldn't couldn't play for Tony Vitello because they want to go, you know, straight for, they they just go from, uh, you know, batting to home run. They don't go first, second, third. So you'll come out the Friday that Vitello's down there or Friday a week? You'll be down there for that? Is that... uh, Missouri? uh, Missouri? Titansville's birthday. Is that right, Bri? Uh, Bri is that right? I don't think that's Titans Bill's birthday. I think Titans Bill's birthday is a week after. I think, I we're think doing- it's the November nineteenth. Yeah, we're doing Titans Bill the Georgia game. Oh, that would be the. I believe that's the seventeenth. The game's the eighteenth. There you right? go. Now you're talking. And so you're talking about the game the week before that. I don't know. I'm just kind of making it up. But you will be there when Tony Valls is there. Well, yeah. Yep. <laughs> You'll have to get that um, that uh, article of clothing out you were just telling me about a second ago. Uh, oh dear Lord, that's oh boy. Years ago. Oh I'm boy. Halloween. I'm not. Oh Tony, you give me the best idea. I'm, that's what I'm going to do for Halloween. I'm going to Lisa Douglas. Great idea. I got to find me a Mister Douglas really quick. Uh, hey, hey, Matt oh, is. Great. Matt, is Halloween, is that tonight, or am I imagining that? Well, it's not, yeah, it is, ain't it? Yeah, I'm supposed to go to, remember Barbara was here when I said, I was telling, I said, uh, about Uncle Larry. Hey, is this happening? happening to be here, and I said, ain't that right, Barbara? I'm going to her Halloween party tonight. All right, and what are you going to dress as? Stevie Nicks. Fantastic, I can see that. Oh, stand back, stand back. Give me your three favorite Stevie Nicks songs. Hit it. Woo! Gypsies, number one. Gypsies a great song. Yeah, Gypsy. Well, that's me and my girls right there. So, and I've got them loving. Me and Tanya just went and saw, we just saw Stevie a few months ago down there in Knoxville. All right. And we saw her in Nashville, so that's my thing. I love her. That's my bucket list. I'm teaching my girl. I'm taking her to see women that got something to say. Yep. I love her. She's a great songwriter. Yeah. Stevie and Tanya. That's been our, you know, concert thing so far. We're just getting started. Well, you need to go see at some point. And let me talk a little bit. 
that Davo Sweeney thing, here's what I got to say. Head. And the, the Oscar goes to Tyler from Spartanburg. <laughs> so you're with me. You think that thing could be some professional yeah, wrestling in there? Tony, it was too perfect. He hit every positive point that you want to hear as, look, I burnt my bacon. I was trying to cook, and I was listening to that, and I was in there playing uh, Precious Memories practice. And anyway, that's beside the point. And I was listening to him, and when he was saying all that stuff, you know what? As the mama of a coach that's had a rough year, Yep. I was in there going, hell yes, and then I was going, I bow, yes, I, I was going to say, I bow my head. I was agreeing with him. It was a genius job by ever who wrote that. I think it's James Carville. It was perfect. Didn't address none of the problems he was having with the NIL and uh, Portal. He didn't set the collar, didn't bring that up. I so true. I got a buddy of mine that's got Clemson ties, you know, and he just texts me and goes, you're better than that. No, I'm not. I'm giving you my opinion. I'm not better than that. I'm sorry if I'm saying something you disagree with, but I, when I hear a fix, I know, I know something's fixed when I hear it. I've done this all my life. Look how perfect it was. Go yes. back and listen to it. He don't mispronounce a word. Don't mispronounce a word. Somebody that's going to get upset and yep. get per- He's been holding that in all the time. He never went, uh, 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 uh. Nope. He never spit. He nope. never nothing. Nope. It was, t- it it was, was really perfect. rehearsed, and he never it touched on those things. It, yes. It was a good message. It was a great message. And Dabo really said some things that are accurate. Uh, about yeah. the life these coaches lead, but you know what? Yeah. Guy's making eleven million dollars coaching oh, football. Do you yeah. feel sorry you for know, him, Peggy? You Do know, you... The Cosby coach ain't hardly making eleven million. Exactly. That's what I'm a screaming. <laughs> well, Peggy, I appreciate you. It was incredible breaking it down scientifically yeah, with you and we meeting will you. Definitely be back, and I want to give a shout out to the guys from Newport that escorted me and Tanya down. Uh, Jody, Walter, Chris, and Mr. Lunsford, thank y'all so much. And they listen to you every day, Tony. Walter's first one there every week. That's my man right there. Well, he was a perfect gentleman and took care of me and Tanya. Uh, just, you know, made us feel so comfortable about And, uh, of course, I've known Jody, the, uh, the one sitting to my left you talked to. Uh, he's one of the assistant coaches this for my son. Happening. You are awesome. Much love to you. Peace. Thank you. And where's she from, Bri? Like Newmarket or wherever? From Cosby. Cosby. Cosby, Tony. Cosby. I'm going to go with Iba. It's my favorite Cosby kid. Nobody asked, but there you have it. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway or at ParksMotorSales.com. 
Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hey Columbia, this is Sabian Beard with the Columbia Noon Rotary Club with some information and an invitation for you. If you don't already know about Rotary, it's an organization over 100 years old that focuses on service in the community, service through vocation, and service to the next generation. Many of our community figureheads participate in the local Rotary Clubs, and we need your help. Our main fundraiser for our service projects is the legendary Pancake Day, held on Saturday, November 11th from 6 to 4. Tickets are $10 for one or $25 for three, and may be purchased at the door or from any Noon Rotary member. Help us continue to serve your community and enjoy a splendid breakfast with your neighbors. See you there. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. 
This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. And I welcome you back. It's your Basilio show on a Tuesday. Race fans, race fans, race fans, race fans. And just like that, Tennessee basketball balls are back in action tonight, 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 tonight. With another one of these uh, scrimmages that uh, these coaches love, and and why not? And Mark Griffin will be there. Griff, how you doing, brother? Great, Tony. Let me ask you: Was your last call scripted as well, or no? Uh, Matt Dixon can answer that. He met her Friday. <laughs> Matt, is that scripted or no? How do you answer that for Griff? If it's scripted, Tony's got the best rider in the world. <laughs> I mean, the thing about the negligee and the pregnancy and, uh, I mean, there are things Zha-Zha in there. Zsa Gabor. Zsa Zsa Gabor. And I'm confusing Zsa Zsa with Charo. And anyway, Griff, hope you're well. Great. Griff, it's about that time for us to say, how about the basketball balls? We're like watching a scrimmage over the weekend, Griff. What's wrong with us? A scrimmage crazy i mean and and i don't know who came up with the idea of pitting powerhouses against each other you know things have changed so much preseason now you know back in the day you're playing aia and these travel ball teams for grown-ups that used to play college ball and and now ut's you know going on the road against in a a a great environment against the preseason number four michigan state team i mean it's such a big difference, and it's going to be such a big help, especially for the the freshmen that were out there that, you know, their eyes were wide open and moving a little slower, which I know we'll get into in depth. Well, give me some of your observations. Well, well, there's several, Tony, that we'll get into. But, you know, for the freshmen, you know, no one really, to me, stood out that I wasn't surprised to see. I mean, you, you know, you know, Coach Barnes and staff, I know, is going to really do a great job breaking down the film. It's a great experience for these guys, the transition from just practicing against each other to, you know, to playing against such tough talent that Michigan State has. Big difference. And, it, and, and what you see is the quickness, especially. That, I mean, obviously, athleticism is a higher level than playing high school ball, but the, the biggest difference that i see is the is is the quickness and that's what they're up against but you're going to see vast improvement for these especially these young freshmen that have the opportunity to play against a team like michigan state and and i think you'll even see that tonight you'll see a huge difference guys will come out i think there'll be a few surprises tonight to see guys that one or two that are going to light it up because it's going to be such a big difference they've been on the stage so to you know so to speak and and great experience for these young men, especially for the whole team. I mean, because, you know, once again, when you're practicing against each other for so long, you, you want to get out and play other people because you know each other's plays. You know what they're running in practice. They're calling the same stuff. And, and you, you just want to play against someone else. And to your point, you don't do what you did Back in your day, the Marathon Oils of the world, the Serbian national team or whomever, uh, these days you're actually going into somebody else's gym. Michigan State's extremely hungry. My thing that I like about that game the other day, Griff, is 
last 12 minutes, that thing was a hotly contested, felt like a championship caliber, serious basketball game, which is really good for everybody involved. Oh, no doubt. I was even, um, I, I'm on a group text with about half my basketball team back in the late 80s. And we're, we're sitting there communicating with each other, and we're mentioning, like, we hope this game becomes closer. We didn't, you know, yes, Tennessee got out to, I think, 15-1 advantage. We knew that wasn't going to sustain. But it's like for, for, the, for the whole team to gain more, get more experience, and, and, and just learn more, it, it's better to have a closer game, I think, to see how people respond to adverse conditions, adverse environment, maybe adverse calls. Um, it gets a little tighter. Um, and, and I'm glad that they were able to go through that at the end. Because once again, even even if it's a you know a scrimmage game, exhibition, what have you, uh, there's a lot that could be taken away from this. And, and you know now you see you know connect on the national scene, in which you know it's like where's where did this kid come from? And, and now everyone's going to know about him very soon. And, and that's one of the benefits of uh, the coaching staff getting out there and recruiting and finding areas of need. And uh, that's really going to benefit this team uh, for the rest of the rest of the season. Mark Griffin joining tonight. Tennessee Hoops, Lenore Ryan. We, we take a little break here. The Vols have uh, kind of a bye game this week in football. So we shine the light on the basketball team who are getting ready to get on the front burner uh, here in a few weeks. In the meantime, it's basically a bunch of new guys with some of the old heads but one of the guys, and Mark just mentioned Dalton Connect, a friend of mine said, sent me an email or somebody, somebody somewhere I saw, said he ought to wear number four and get a um, get an NIL deal with Connect Four. <laughs> well done, whoever came up with that. Griff, the truth is, and Matt Dixon was saying this, and I don't know whether we were on the air or off the air because today my head's spinning, but we haven't had a score here like this guy and i don't know when now i've been here 35 years you've watched tennessee basketball basically your whole life um i'll tell you i don't remember a guy you could literally go hand the ball to and say okay you can score from anywhere on the floor you go ahead and do that this guy is like an offensive machine is how i would describe him uh and he's going to get a big opportunity here he's got nba ability mark in my mind yeah, what's crazy, Tony, just to give a little background, you know, I like to go to several UT practices before the yeah. season starts so I can just see firsthand how these guys work together, if there's good chemistry, who stands out, and, and new faces. Like when I, when I went first time and watched these guys play, I, I didn't know how Dalton Connect even looked. You know, I, I didn't pay attention to his profile knew who he was, but didn't know you know much about him. And then you watch practice, and, and this is something that you know I've learned from you know coaching travel ball and learned throughout the years. You know the, your, your top players are going to stand out the first ten minutes, and, and you're going to know who's really good. And that's one thing about him I notice. I'm like, God, this kid is good, and just his approach to the game. Which you know, if you watch a game like you and I do, and I know many of your callers, you don't just watch the ball. You know, you watch the other guys and look at body language, how they respond to adversity. And he just had a straight face the whole time. But what was really neat that I've you know witnessed over several practices is 
his game is really versatile. I mean, he's got multiple moves. He's not just a three-point shooter. I mean, he could go left. He can go right. And one thing, Tony, that I really love is he uses the glass, you know, good free-throw shooter, and just um, a really good mismatch offensively. Now, on the other side, what Coach Barnes is going to have to do a great job is you're going to have to hide him defensively. Uh, not a great defender right now. Now, can he become a good defender? I think he can. He will have to to play under Barnes' system. But they're going to hide his defensive um, deficiency right now, um, you know, because his offense is just just so great. Um, but he, he will get better. And it's just really great to watch him play. Uh, what I wonder, though, Tony, and, and I know this is something I'd like for you to talk about, is, you know, how did Tad Boyle at Colorado not get him? I mean, he grew up, my understanding, he was born in Colorado, went to northern Colorado, was a, you know, he was a JUCO, uh, first team, all JUCO, and Tad Boyle at Colorado has his best team he's ever had, and yet he comes to Tennessee. So... Help me out there, Tony. Well, he was uh, – Tennessee did an excellent sales job on him. And, and I was brushing up on this uh, this morning just kind of thinking back on this. And, and, Matt, you can help me if, if if you feel like jumping in here, if you remember any of the particulars. It came down to Tennessee and Indiana for him. I know Colorado was one of the teams that was mentioned with him. I believe what Tennessee sold him was – this NBA pipeline of late, plus Rick Barnes being a guy who knows how to get guys there and having the credibility. And Rick Barnes has told people around, as he's seen this kid practice, that, and you'll like this, Griff, he, he says he has an NBA offensive game. That's how he describes him. No says he's a, says he's a surefire NBA player on the offensive end. They think that he's an NBA bench player at least. Uh, in terms of the way they project. But Kinect came here to become more of a complete basketball player because he averaged 22 a game last year on a bad team, and he came here to win, and they become a more complete basketball player. And Rick Barnes, you and I both know, will put this guy through the ringer in any way possible, You know whether that's feuding with him a little bit during the season, which I don't think that he will, by the way. I, I was talking to somebody about uh, Barnes and this team, and they said really the only guy that he's kind of going to feud with is that uh, that kid from Dallas uh, who, who he called out in the preseason as saying, you know, he's not practicing with us right now. Cause yeah, D.J. Jefferson. D.J. Jefferson, yeah. So, But he, he Barnes really likes Connect, and – one thing I'll point out is his defense Sunday was still a lot yeah. better than it was on that Italy trip, the, the Italy connect that we saw. So they've already gotten him to go, you know, a few steps. My question for you is, though, uh, is this, when you look at him, what's the significance of him being able to go left and right versus some of the guys we've seen here in the past who are one-hand dominant? And why don't we see more guys use the glass to score the way he does, which makes him sort of a throwback player, Mark? No, you're exactly right. So to, first of all, answer your second question as far as using the backboard. I, I don't understand. I mean, it, it, it's like the I don't really understand why we don't see that as much. It's like a 15-foot 
uh, jump shot mid-range is gone. Yep. You know, and, and people don't use the basket. So he is more old school, which I think, you know, uh, some of us old-timers are going to appreciate mm-hmm. even more. As far as going left and right, that I think that's why you heard Coach Barnes even mention NBA because you don't hear coaches talk about, especially Coach Barnes, when have you heard him talk preseason about a kid that's NBA ready? I don't remember him saying that about any of his players he's coached during preseason. So he really gave uh, gave up a lot of information early. Uh, why? I don't know. Maybe it was just because he had his headphones on and, you know, they had the different, you know, approach to the game with, you know, them talking on the sidelines, which you know, Tony, the coaches hate doing. I mean, I hate it for the coaches. You're trying to coach. You're trying to be a play ahead or a couple plays ahead, but yet you're having to answer these stupid questions, you know, because they think fans want to hear inside perspective. No, they want to coach. But anyway, back, back to going right and left. That just shows that he's fundamental, fundamentally sound, and he makes it much harder of a, of, of a matchup when it comes to scouting. You know, you look at someone like uh, Vescovy. Well, you know you're going to play to him driving to his left. You want him to go right. You want to play up on him and make him drive. No disrespect to Vescovy, but everyone has a scouting report on him. So what's the scouting report going to be on Connect? I mean, he is a flat-footed three-point shooter. That's one thing that I have noticed in practice. He, and, and I know Coach will work on, and he'll work on getting some lift in his shot because he's going to have to get elevation to get over some of these bigger guys that they're going to put on him to, you know, to, to try to slow down his three-point shot. But if you put a big guy on him, what's he going to do? He's going to blow by him. So you put a short guy, then you've got a mismatch that he's going to be able to step out and shoot. You put a big guy on him, he's going to be able to blow by left or right-handed. So it, it's just a... It's a great situation for Tennessee to be in. And, and for me, Tony, what I really liked is, you know, he, he's really involved with the other players. Now, he's not the most vocal person in the world, which is fine. You don't have to have everybody do that. But he really mixed in well with the rest of his teammates, which says a lot. Well, another thing I, I don't ever remember, and, and again, I think Barnes is really comfortable because Bill Raftery's on there, and, you know, that's a sport of OGs, and those guys are OGs, and I'm sure they get off to the side with each other and go, God, this sport's insane now, and the things coaches have to go through. and um, No doubt. But at the same time, he also went on to say, and I don't know whether he told the Tennessee Press this or he said it on the broadcast, he said, but this guy's going to get 40 before the year's over. I don't ever remember that coming out of his mouth. Matt, no. do you? Do you, Matt? That kind of effusive praise? Even for Grant Williams. I don't ever no. remember him talking no. like and that. And especially not, not offensively, no. Because Barnes is almost always the conversation goes back to defense at some point. That's right. So this guy is going to be the mold breaker because he's a strictly offensive player who they're going to live with his defense – and he's going to do some things on defense this year as we watch this year go unfold. It's going to make that coach rip his hair out, but they're going to live with it because he's that good on the offensive end. Let and me what ask, you've got, yeah. two that we, we haven't talked about, and I have to throw this in, yeah. and he's overlooked, but you're going to, this is where the leadership for Triple J is going to come in. You know, you, you know, you look at him, and I, I still call him a trump card, Tony. And, and even with the newcomers that have come in, you know, we haven't talked about Gainey. There's several others we haven't talked about. 
But with the leadership that Triple J will be able to provide, if he can stay healthy and what he's going to be able to do to help connect on defense, because one of Triple J's biggest strengths to me is his the way he can guard, you know, I think a one through a four. I think he can still guard a one. Some people may debate that, but at least a two through a four. And his strength level is, is he looks really buff this year. I hope it doesn't slow him down. But I think he's going to be able to pick up some of that defensive slack. And you've got to have that, and you've got to accept that, you know, as a teammate that, hey, we, you know, we've got some deficiencies, but how do we make up for that? Because every team has deficiencies, but the better teams hide them. And what you're going to see for this Tennessee team while people are, are so high on them projecting is what do we always talk about, Tony, when it comes to postseason? What, what, what do teams have when it comes to postseason that helps them advance? I'll throw this at you. Well, you, you better be able to stop people from scoring, and then you better be able to get a bucket. That's correct. And what does Tennessee have now? Uh, those two things. who can score when and, they need it. Yeah, and they got a guy in Triple J who can really, really – when the time comes, who's always been very good on the defensive end, and now they're not going to call on him to do things that aren't his game, that are unnatural. Right. People have been projecting things on him for years that just aren't fair. Which but, he didn't ask for. He no, didn't he didn't ask for that. Star. He's no. just out there busting his butt. They gave him that label, and then now we're like, oh, he's a star. He's yeah, he's a good kid. No. Uh, Donnie, Tindall, kid. Donnie Tindall told me that years ago about that Hubs kid. He goes, you guys in the media – have been unfair to this kid because he's a nice player and he works hard and all this talk about well he's a five-star he he said these guys don't ask for that man they don't walk around now they'll take it but they don't ask for it which is a kind of an interesting thing for all of us to remember as we're watching college sports so let's talk connect well it's his star tony uh he would be he would be that would have been zero stars coming out of high school zero and here's another factor, too, Tony, to look forward to, that Tennessee does a great job. End of the game. Of course, we talk about their bigs and, 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 and talk about that that may be an area of concern as far as consistent scoring. But if they play their role with Awaka and Adu, you know, they're, not, they're not asking them to put up 15. If they could do you know six to eight and eight rebounds while they're in the game, fantastic. But what they do well is free throw shooting. The whole team seems to be a good free throw shooter, and I wouldn't be surprised we're having this talk in March that this Tennessee team is not is 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 at the they'll probably be at the top defensively, and I think they're going to be one of the top two or three teams in free throw shooting, and that just mixes well for teams that advance in the NCAA tournament, which we're all seeking a Final Four. We all want you know Coach Barnes to get over the hump. And for us fans that have been following for many years or, or fan that may jump on board this year, you know, Tennessee fans expect a lot and deservedly so. And, and I hope that this can be the year, but it, it's definitely the deepest team that Barnes has ever had. I'm not saying it's the most talented, but it's the deepest. Tell me about this Ganey guy, Griff. Oh, wow. Well, what's interesting about Ganey that I observed during the several practices that I went to, Tony, was, and it was really interesting because I, I, I was not trying to keep up with how many shots individuals was taking, but I noticed every time he had the ball, he was shooting it. And I'm like, oh, my God, let me keep up because he had missed a, a few. So I just started, I had a sheet of paper out, and I'm just, I was taking notes. 
And I'm like, okay, missed a shot, missed a three, hit a three. He's like one for four. And then the day he was four of 15 for the scrimmage. But, but what I liked is he kept shooting the ball and Barnes never got on him for bad shots. So I was like, well, he looks like he's got the green light during the scrimmage. They had the, you know, the referees out there. They had the Eads guy, the director of uh, referees. I think his name's Mark Eads came in and was evaluating the refs. They made it like a really, you know, really nice uh, scrimmage with the with the refs, with the three refs out there. And he just kept shooting the ball. And I was like, wow, but this guy's missed a lot, but he kept taking shots. So then when I saw that he was starting, I was like, ooh, I was a little surprised because, you know, the way he shot the week before. But then when he came out and lit it up against Michigan State, I'm like, oh, my God, this kid can shoot. And he's not bashful. Um, so that was a, a nice surprise for, you know, for him. So I just hope he continues. Well, a couple of years ago, and I know it was down a level because it's a different game when you're playing faster, bigger athletes. But a couple of years ago, he was the top three point shooter in the country, uh, over there at his school, which, you know, when you do that over the course of year, and granted, you know, you're going to eat in games like that. And in those leagues, you're going to get more wide open space. We've seen guys leave here. And all of a sudden become more prolific, and yeah. so does your game. Does your, yeah, that's right. Does your game translate to uh, to tighter spaces? But he certainly was very good against Michigan State. The issue this team's going to have till they get their backcourt to full strength, Griff, is how are they going to handle pressure? Because that looks like our bugaboo right now. If somebody no decides they're going to put pressure on this team. It's 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 the. It's my biggest concern is when Ziggler's not in the game, how are they going to get someone to take care of the ball and not have turnovers? Because you know Coach Barnes, more than anything, hates turnovers. He'll pull guys. First turnover, you're gone. And, and what are you going to do? I mean, what if it's when Mayshack's running the point and he turns the ball over, where are you going to go? Are you going to go to Dillion? He's not ready to play point guard. I mean, they, and they talk him up, you know, as NBA player. He's just not ready. Now, will he progress? Will he prove me wrong? Will he be an NBA player after this season? I don't know. I don't see it now because he can't handle the ball. Uh, the game's moving a little too fast for him right now. But with you know the concern of taking care of the ball, if I if I if I'm scouting Tennessee and Ziggler's out, I'm pressing up. I mean, you're putting pressure. You know, you're, you're hoping for that two man screen uh, um, or two man ball at the top of the key, and then you're just doubling the point guard. Because you know it, it gives you a great chance to get a turnover, so they're going to have to work that out. Of course, Vescovy can run the point, but is that his natural position? I wouldn't say that it was, uh, but you know they'll make do because they've got athletes, they've got depth. Um, the, the most interesting thing, and we talk about this every year, is you know, how do you keep people happy? Well, you're not going to keep everybody happy, but when you win. You're a little happier, Tony. You don't mind as much not playing when you're winning versus being selfish and, and playing when you're losing. So, uh, I mean, it's just going to make this team even better because every day going up against that top talent in practice yeah. is, is really going to help. And, and, and that's overlooked. No one talks about practice enough, I don't think. I, and I'm not trying to, you know, get on the Allen Iverson thing here. But, you know, practice is where you improve, and it's where most coaches will make decisions on playing time is not just how you played the last game, but it's how you practice the week coming into the next game. So it's going to be a lot of battles going on for the season, 
and, and I, it's just really going to help this team because the SEC is going to be, you know, I think really balanced and strong this year. And uh, it's just, I just hope it's going to be a great year. I'm just looking forward for the season. How deep are they, Griff? Because I, I'm going to tell you something. I had somebody tell me that this Phillips guy that a lot of people kind of wrote off, he can play too. He's very athletic. And, and I hear he's going to get some minutes. Yeah, the, the, what I saw with Phillips is he's the second most vocal player. You want to guess who the first one is, Tony? Who is it, Matt? First most vocal player on their roster. Dixon's good at stuff like this. Uh, is it it's Ziegler, right? I, well, I, I would call him third, but guess again. It's a guard. Santiago. Mayshack. Wow, that's surprising. By far. Surprising. By surprising. Far, most verbal and the best athlete on the floor. What, what I've witnessed, at least during the practices that I've attended, Mayshack is your best athlete let me get let me ask y'all another question um second best athlete that you 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 haven't seen him much second best athlete while they're playing is who i'd have no idea who just just athlete dj jefferson no yeah we may not not even see him play tony probably never never the kid is a stud athlete but it just goes to show you got to be more than an athlete and what i mean by athlete you know, he does more than just look good, run down the court, first down the court. I mean, he was knocking down threes. Uh, I mean, he was, you know, getting to the basket. I, I don't know what's going on between him and the coaching staff and what he's doing off the floor or if, there, if there's some chemistry issues. Or obviously, there's something going on. Yeah. But he, he's the second-best athlete. Um, now, I'm not doing the plus-minus as well because, you know, that comes into play now as far as, if people don't know, plus minus, you know, how are you contributing positively or negatively while you're in the game as far as the, the point differential? I, 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 I don't know because I, I wasn't over on their tour, but I know during practice he was definitely the second best athlete. But back to Phillips, um, the Phillips was a very communicative, communicative uh, player and surprised me in practice. Now, the, the problem with him that stands out when you see him is just the strength. I mean, he's going to get bullied. So, I mean, if he does play, um, it'll be curious to see the matchups because I go at him if he's playing, if he's guarding one of my guys. I just take it straight to his chest and go at him. Now, what's interesting is he, he does, a, he has got a very high IQ, great talker, really, I thought really good feet uh, as far as movement during the times that I've seen him. And, and yes, a surprise, but. When you watched him, you, you didn't think of as him as someone that was underrated. You, you looked at him and thought he deserved to be out there. Yeah, which is really interesting because things sometimes don't. I hear think John Fulkerson early in his career, but maybe a little more athletic than him. Maybe oh, no Fulkerson pre-injury. Much, oh, gosh. I, I, you know, a much better Fulke. I mean, if you think back to Fulke's freshman year, Tony, I mean, we had these talks off the air. You know, it kind of scared me. No disrespect to Funky and his family and, and his coaches, but he was not a guy you had a lot of confidence in as a freshman. Now, he definitely put in the work and, and, and made great improvement, but I'd say Phillips is way ahead of Funky as a, as a freshman. But let's see how he progresses. 
Well, Griff, on the way out, you've been an, a gentleman and a scholar. It's been absolutely incredible. Uh, who takes the next step tonight against uh, Lenore Ryan? Give me a prediction. Well, I think it's going to be one of the freshmen. Now, I, I, I'm not going to say that Connect's not going to shine. I don't see 29 or 28 or whatever he got out of yeah. Michigan State. I, I, Barnes knows what he can do, and, and, and I just, not to try to think for Coach Barnes, that'd be impossible, but I think when you, when you look at someone who had a performance like that, you can sit there and say, okay, we know what you can bring. This is an exhibition. We need to see what some of these other guys do with the lights on at the Tommy Bowl and see it, how they stand out, good or bad. So I, I, I'm going to put it on a couple of the freshmen. Uh, one of them is, I mentioned DeLeon. I think that's how you pronounce it. Isn't it right, Tony? You got it. And and, and I'd like to see how, how he fares. I'm, I'm really looking forward to see how he handles the ball um, in transition. And that's mainly the one I'm focused on right now is, is, is DeLeon and, and, and uh, would love to see how uh, – Estrella, Estrella, mm-hmm. how he plays. Because in practice, looked uh, really good. The problem with him is a numbers game. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it's, he's got my, he's miles behind uh, the big guys they have with Awaka, and they do. But he, he's not afraid to battle them. Uh, and, and I think you're, you're going to hear a lot from him down the road. I mean, that, that kid is going to be something at Tennessee. Uh, the whole country is going to know about him. Boom. But I want to see. I want to see how he fares tonight. I think he'll get a lot of minutes. I think you're just going to see some of these younger guys get more minutes tonight, deservedly so, because of the talent level that you're playing. Um, so I think it'll be a great, great experience. For the, for the younger crew, to, and the game will be slowed down for them. The great Mark Griffin, who wore the jersey, coached here. Uh, now you read his stuff constantly, Griffin's three-pointers over at tclub.team, which is wonderful. We appreciate his contributions. And then intermittently during the year will join us. He also, uh, during hoop season, is all my boy George Plaster. When, when do you do Plaster, Griff? That'll start in December, two twenty Central on Friday. Fridays. Thank yes. you, bro. Hey, thank you, brother. Good, good talking to you, Griff. Love you, man. Hey, thanks, thanks for having me on. I, I appreciate it, and, and thanks to everybody for listening. Oh, you're the man. The great Mark Griffin breaking it down scientifically. Matt, after seeing what you saw Sunday, tell the truth. More excited for hoops, less excited, or just about as excited? What are you after seeing what you saw Sunday? Uh, a little more excited. They were a whole lot better than I thought they'd be without without Ziegler and Biscovi. Isn't that fun? Connect's got a chance to be really special. Isn't that fun? It's fun to have one of these superstar players. Griff and I were talking today. He's like, Tony, how does Colorado let him get out of there? And I go, I don't know. I mean, we know Tad Boyle here. We, we have, we've had him on a bunch. You can't get everybody. This well, guy is like a especially that Colorado yeah. is not a state that produces that many type of players though. Th- this guy, for those that haven't seen him, Matt, are we? Am I blowing this up to say this guy's a potential like superstar on the tip of everybody's tongue in this league this year before it's over? Uh, no, I, I think he, he he's definitely an All SEC type guy. Probably probably in, can be in the running for Player of the Year in the wow. league. Wow. See, Dixon doesn't say things like that. I'm the one, obviously, preseason, 
prone to hyperbole. He's become, in the Barnes era, he'll tell you this, a guard-your-heart guy, which is fine. I've been there and done that. I'm a fall-in-love guy, though. I'm a romantic when it comes to this stuff. I, I, I go all in on these teams. And then I get crushed at the end of the year, and you get to listen to me fall, fall to pieces. Patsy Klein in March. I'm really excited for hoops, though. I'm excited for all these sports, quite frankly. Hey, hey, hey Matt, Tony Vols baseball team, we saw a scrimmage a couple weeks ago. That's going to be that closed deal we were at. That's going to be freaky when people get a look at them and how good they are. We're going to see some great sports coming up here. Yeah, just a great, great time to be a Tennessee fan. I said it's uh, great, ha-ha, to be hee-hee. I said it's great, yoshi-ha, yoshi-hee-hee-hee. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job to defenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Football season is here, and that means tailgating starts now. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, and let us help you get your backyard game ready. We are open Monday through Friday from 7 to 7, and on Saturday from 8 to 4. Go Vols! Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Well, this is time I always talk to Miles Johnson at Foodland. He is on vacation until next week, so I'm going to give you a little update of what they've got at Foodland this week. And this ad is a one-week ad, started Wednesday, October 25th, runs through Tuesday, October 31st. They got New York Strip Steak, $5.99 a pound, boneless pork chops, $3.49 a pound, seedless grapes, white or red, for $1.99 a pound, Campbell's Chunky Soup, two for $4. Along with that, they have Mayfield Select Ice Cream, two for eight. They also have Sundrop, 7-Up, RC Cola or A&W, three for ten and Frito-Lay's Variety Packs the 18 counts, $8.99 and again that is Foodland this week go check them out, uh, they are a fantastic place, located right there in West 7th Street, they're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. so make sure you go check out the great deals they have and uh, we'll talk to Miles next week when he gets back from vacation Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you. It is the one, the only. We're breaking it down scientifically. Of course, the UConn game is this weekend, and I don't know what to make of it. I I think the schedule lays out nicely for the Vols because I think the UConn game personally comes at a really good time for this team they get a kind of a um sort of a week to i don't know just be them matt play nico get some kids acclimated in the secondary how many freshmen matt play this weekend what do you think what's your total i'll i I don't know how it. No, I think almost everybody's going to play this got to, weekend. I right? Think. You got to unload your bench. How much Nico yeah. do we see, Matt, this weekend? I, I think we see at least a half. 
I agree with that. Some people are saying middle of the third quarter. I, I don't know. Uh-uh. I think we see at least a half. Maybe maybe middle of the second quarter on. It would not surprise me if they just give him a nice long, because they need to do that. At early in the season, you want to have your team used to coming out, your starters used to coming out of both halves. But mm-hmm. now I don't think that's as important as it was then. Mm-mm. You played eight games. This is your This is game nine. Maybe you can go away from that a little bit. This is a great spot. I, I never yeah. understand why they put let starters take a series in the third quarter. Like what? What? Like there's no real benefit of that. Like with like in Nico's case, you could script your opening drive specifically for him and and kind of to build some confidence. You know, Matt, I'm going to write that what down do for do, a Watson Brown question tomorrow. Uh, uh, I'm going to do Watson's cues. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw these on the blog too. What other cues do we have for Watson, Matt? If you want to think about that, why? So so the question is why do why do head coaches always give that give that give the first team that first series in the second half? Is that, is that the question? Yeah, because if you want to you know introduce like a freshman quarterback or or whoever. You have the opportunity to kind of script the drive there to start that plays to their strengths. Like at least it makes sense to me that that you would want to do that. It's really interesting, yeah, because they're so you know, good with their uh, script of stuff too. Go ahead, uh, Brian. I I just think early in the year they want to get the starters in the habit of coming out for both halves, coming out of the halftime ready to play again. Yes, when they play better teams, I think that's what they want to do now. Now, now, I think nine games in, I think it's different. Well, and I'll tell you Maybe. something, Brian. I think that's probably, to your point, a reason why many of our fans and many observers of this thing kind of feel like they're going to do what you're saying, which is they're going to wait a series in the third quarter. That's why people think middle of the third quarter is when we'll see Nico. I think it's going to be earlier. I think they owe it to him. I think they owe it to them to get this guy in there early and let him play as much as they possibly can. Real games, real game time situation. Back to the phones we go. The basketball teams will be very good. One other thing, and Griff talked about this, some people over there have told me, they're so deep that when they're running these practices, this stuff is, like, really contentious. Like, these guys, these freshmen are getting some... You think about a Triple J coming back. You think about going against a guy like that every day in practice. Are you going to be guarded like that in games? I mean, that is one big human being. You know, he's like he's almost like a pro playing college. Exactly, that's the point. Look, you did you see his body on Sunday? I mean, look, I'm not one of these guys. He's an NBA player. Looks at men, but he's got an NBA body on him. That's exactly right. Let's get our next call. I've been told that, that I have an NBA body. Mark Ivoroni at the age of 50. Hello and welcome into our next call. An NBA, that's you, Tom. NBA yes, body. Mark Ivoroni at the age of 50 as Nashville Lee checks in with us. Yeah, the, man, I, I, I'll tweet this out. Like I've, I've never been this excited about one a transfer that we've gotten out of Portal Am for the Connect kid. Like he's he's everything you guys have made him out to be. He is absolutely legit. Like he's I don't know. I was I, I was I was like I was like oh my when when he announced I was like oh my god this is, seriously he he actually did go out and get get somebody that 
is just ridiculous on the offensive end, but might be questionable defensively. Like I was kind of surprised that it actually happened, but um, when I made some phone calls, like I'm, I'm fortunate enough to know that the head coach at Austin P pretty well. Um, he texted me like ten minutes after Connect committed and was like, "You got the best, you got the best kid out of the portal." Like that, he knew who he was several years back. They were trying to keep the kid kind of quiet when he was at Ju- when he was at JUCO. So. Um, Hey, give Barnes a lot of credit. You know, a lot of these veteran – this is what Davis Winnie's not going to do. A lot of these veteran guys don't go out of their comfort zone. Once the die is cast, you know, the whole concept of teaching an old dog new tricks. This guy has gone and gotten an offensive player first because Tennessee, in the last several NCAA tournaments, has been deficient in terms of who's going to score the bucket for me. With some really good players, by the way. I'm not using that as a slight. But who's going to score when it's all crumbling down at the end of the game? Um, we haven't had answers at the end of these games. And he's going to be an answer, like Mark Griffin said. He's just going to be an answer, like Griff said. He Griff's right. Yeah, he's, he's, he's that player. Yep. For sure. And, I'm trying, and when he gets hot, man, like I know all, I've got all kinds of notes on him from last year in Northern Colorado. Like, and he was getting double and triple teamed every time down the floor. I mean, when he gets hot, like his three-point stroke is, when he's on, he's on, man. Like, he fills it up. <laughs> and our fan base is going to fall in love with this dude. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to say it out loud. He's a white guy that can really, 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 really play. And, and I, I think his defense, like, one of the reasons why he came to Tennessee is because he wants to be better. Like, there's a reason why he was a no-star coming right. out of high school and he's right. himself up to this level. It's because... He works his tail off. He wants yep. to be the best at what he does. Yep. And that's why it wouldn't surprise me by the end of the year if he's one of our best defensive players on the team. Like, he's that's how much the kid wants it. So, I mean, it's it's pretty exciting. But um, And that Michigan State team they play is really, really good. Oh, boy. Like, that's a, that's an absolutely top ten, like, solid top ten, top five team in the country. Hey, we got five quad one games before Christmas, Lee. This is going to be fun, man. I, I, as a fan, I can't wait. It's like a handicap where I'm freaking out because i got like a week to go through like 70 more teams and I'm staying up all night trying to get through this stuff. It's ridiculous, but um, I can't wait for basketball. Um, oh, it's going to be so great. I don't even know why I called, man. I, I was on I was on. I was you on, were pumped. You were pumped, dude. Probably the Dabo Swinney <laughs> thing. Hey, the Swinney <laughs> deal, in your humble opinion. Feel uh, fake or real, or somewhere oh, I, I in between. Think you're onto no, I think you're right. I, it sounds completely made up to me. No, I don't think it served its intended purpose. I don't think it makes them more sympathetic. Oh, it does. Like, the media has bought it hook, line, and sinker. Brian, what are the, what are they playing? The way they're playing that thing across social media. He's like well, a victim. They're saying stuff like they're saying stuff like when they read the, the quotes, it's made Dabo look kind of bad. But then they listened to the whole thing and yep. the whole what the guy said. And they're saying Dabo had a right to sort of go off. The guy got personal. But he didn't really get personal because he didn't talk about the transfer portal, which is really the elephant in the room because they scripted it. They let the guy go off for two and a half minutes on a coach's show. Nobody does that. Uh, I think you're right, man. Uh, But anyway, and one more thing real quick. I throw throw cold water on on Titans Bill and Will Levis, the, the bromance going on there. Well, and I, I thought it was good for Levis. Like I was glad for the kid when I. Dude, what did the Titans do to you? They block you on Twitter. I'm going to have a Mark and Colombo intervention for you. 
No, I'm, I'm cool. Why are you hating on the Titans? That kid played really well Sunday. The Titans, he had a 29% passing success rate. Oh, my gosh. He had four touchdowns. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think throwing four 50-yard touchdowns is sustainable in the league? Because the only passer worse on a down-to-down basis on Sunday was Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito. I remember when he played uh, lead guitar when Lindsey Buckingham (laughs) left the band, and you're out of here. Wasn't he one of the... Is that the Syracuse guy? That guy's in the NFL? (laughs) Matt... There are some serious Tommy DeVito's like scrub in the NFL. There are some serious scrub brainies in the Good NFL. God Almighty! Um, I ain't getting no Tommy in that DeVito. Uh, I think played lead guitar like after Lindsey Buckingham left Fleetwood Mac. Uh, hang on to the living listener. I want to say this: I love you. I appreciate you. Now, for some reason, we have a thing called T Club Team where X Today wrote a great report. If you want to check that out on Tennessee's roster management issues in football, very great report from uh, Sexy Axie. want to get that in there. Also, uh, what was the other? There was one other thing. Oh, we're going to have a little conversation in a place we call TLD Logistics Overdrive. Overtime. We're going to stay here.